You're listening to a podcast from 702. 702. 702. Bongani Bingwa. Wrapping up your day. The African Christian Democratic Party has proposed amendments to the Choice on Termination of Pregnancy Act. Amongst others, the party wants changes to the certain circumstances during which a pregnancy may be terminated. They want things like mandatory counseling for pregnant women in order to make what they are calling an informed choice. They also want ultrasound examinations, including pictures of the fetus, to be shown to pregnant women so they can see how far along the fetus is developed before they're allowed to terminate. Opponents say far from benefiting women, the proposed bill or the amendments will in fact harm them. They say the the proposals are deeply problematic with immoral implications which completely undermine any claims that uh, these amendments will benefit women seeking to terminate their pregnancies. Joining us now on the line is a lecturer at uh, the philosophy department at Stellenbosch University, Dr. Tanya de Villiers-Buerta. Good afternoon, doctor, and thank you for your time. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Now, the sponsors of the bill argue that the current act already requires informed consent from pregnant women, but that this really happens and that's why they're pushing it this way. Yes, well, it depends on what you mean by informed consent. So um, I'm assuming that their their position is, is that women aren't sufficiently informed um, under current legislation and that their legislation will will ensure that they are sufficiently informed. Um, and I find this hard to believe. Um, I don't think that the um, the proposals that they have made with this legislation will in any way increase um, the women's, um, it, well, the information that the women need in order to make an informed decision. In fairness to them, if counselling is non-mandatory, then how can we assume that informed consent is the case for everyone who makes what is often a very painful choice? Yes, um, I, I do agree that there is room for counselling and perhaps even mandatory counselling um, um, in a case such as this where a woman seeks an abortion. Um, what I object to is the content that is prescribed um, by this proposed legislation um, that that be given in the counselling session. So there's specific content that is prescribed by the legislation that is being proposed. What content do they want to be shown to women who want to make this choice? Well, most most problematic from my point of view is that um, women are to undergo an ultrasound and that they will then have to be shown the pictures of the ultrasound um, before they are allowed to consent to undergo an abortion. And there isn't really a rationale behind showing women this this picture of, of the ultrasound. So I cannot really see how it increases the informed consent that they give um, if they are shown a picture of the, of the fetus and its stage of development. Is it in a way shaming them into changing their minds and making a different choice and not the one to terminate? I think it is. I think um, either shaming them or perhaps the, the hope is to, to somehow elicit an emotional response on the part of the women. Um, but I find that deeply problematic. It's, it's akin to emotional manipulation um, to, to try and convince someone to change her mind um, by means of showing her a, a picture. 
Um, I, I have no objection to the picture being available and the woman seeing it if she if she chooses to, but I I think it's deeply problematic to to mandate that she must be shown the picture. What happens in rural places, for example, in rural facilities where there there, there aren't the options of an ultrasound examination? According to this proposal, uh, what would happen to women in those scenarios? Well, I, the only implication that I can see is that the women won't be able to have an abortion because if it's mandatory that they undergo counselling and it's mandatory that they um, that they be shown this ultrasound and they want um, to make it mandatory that an, that the gestational age of the fetus is determined both by physical examination and by ultrasound, um, then the only implication is that is that facilities that don't have ultrasound equipment will not be able to. Um, perform abortions. They also talk about the developments in medical science since the original act was passed and they're saying that uh, developments uh, have changed uh, the options that women have in terms of when they can terminate and they feel that the legislation needs to reflect that. Yes, um, that that argument does not make any sense. I I think what what that that argument is aimed at is um, to try and and limit the cases under which you are allowed to abort a fetus who might um, suffer congenital injuries due to the pregnancy. So I think the argument there is is that medical science has advanced to such a stage that the fetus might uh, the injuries might be treatable. Um, but I cannot see how advances in in um, in medical um, treatment available to fetuses um, in any way has an impact on whether or not women should be allowed to continue with an, um, pregnancy. What do you say to their argument, for example, that in enacting the original legislation around this, uh, they argue that Parliament failed to comply with its constitutional obligation uh, to facilitate public involvement uh, before passing it, and therefore they're saying this is a chance to reverse that as well? I'm not really qualified to comment on that aspect of the um, of the proposed legislation. I'm not a, a legal expert. Um, however, in... I just from a layman's perspective, I don't see why all of the other um, quite drastic changes to the legislation um, is justified because of of um, a possible failure on the on the part of Parliament uh, to um, allow public participation in an earlier act. They say adoptions and safe houses are better options to termination. This isn't always the choice women must make. Yes, well, and that is that might very well be be um, the case. Um, that is also open for for debate. I don't believe that that adoption and safe housing, etc., is always the better option. Um, you have to take into account the the tremendous burden placed on the woman on the woman just by the pregnancy itself. So being made to carry a baby um, and to bear a child um, is in itself quite burdensome and um, you have to take that aspect into account as well. Um, and even if it were an option, um, adoption and, and safe housing, etc., um, they seem to be working with the assumption that, that these facilities are available and are functioning and 
um, will be um, adequate um, if women choose those options. And I don't think in the South African context that is necessarily true. So you run the risk of creating, I think, false expectations on the part of women if you, during this mandatory counselling, tell them that all of these other options are available to them um, if, in fact, in reality, they might not live up to the requirements um, that a woman has when she has to care for and bring up a child. All right, Dr. Tanya de Villiers-Borta, philosophy lecturer at Stellenbosch University. And, of course, listening uh, for her right of reply to that conversation is Sherilyn Dudley, a member of parliament for the ACDP. She's the sponsor of uh, the proposed amendments and will get her to respond in just a moment. 702. 702. Bongani Bingwa. Wrapping up your day. What was it uh, that Hillary Clinton used to say? She used to say that abortions should be safe, legal and rare. That was her mantra. Joining us now on the line is Member of Parliament for the African Christian Democratic Party and really the sponsor of the proposed amendments, Sherilyn Dudley on the line from Cape Town. Good afternoon to you and thank you for your time. Hi, good afternoon, a pleasure. So how do you respond to the criticism that it's hard to not see this as an attempt to shame pregnant women into making a different choice from termination? Well, it's probably a logical leap for people to make in terms of them understanding the traditional position of the African Christian Democratic Party in which most people in the party are not in favor of abortion at all and and, and wouldn't um, think there was any reason to condone it um, unless it was threatening the, the mother's life. And, of course, this is not a popular bill with people who have that particular uh, view either because this bill is about women, it's about safe, and it's about rare. <laughs> so, so, so ultimately... Yeah. No, ultimately, I was going to say, I mean, when you talk about ultrasound pictures being shown to pregnant women, there's no medical reason for such a requirement, surely. It's a moral issue for one, but it's not for medical reasons. Well, you do know, of course, that a, a huge percentage of, uh, of the abortions that are being done are, in fact, uh, repeat abortions. Not once, twice, three times, but four. And, you know, so... So there's a lot to be said for people not really fully understanding what is going on inside of them. And, you know, a lot of that was also way back in 96. There was a lot of talk about it not being a, a baby or a, or a developing baby. It was, in fact, a lump of tissue. Now, of course, if you have a certain scan, you can see quite simply, very quickly, without any words, that it's not just a lump of tissue. So, so if if women are to understand exactly what is taking place within their bodies, and, and and women are not so fragile that they actually shouldn't have to be told the facts. Why, why really should they be forced to see these images if they don't want to? Why should they have the option not to see them if they choose not to? Well, well, let's put it this way. I mean, if I go in for a knee op, I I don't get a choice about whether I hear about what exactly is going to take place you, you know so it's, it's pretty normal uh, standard procedure for any uh, medical procedure that people have to fully understand what is going on with them what the risks are what the benefits are etc cetera, etc cetera. so so this is not unusual now the thing is a sonar scan is not a wildly exotic invention than yesterday this is old news technology this is the basics that should be in any facility. And, you know, the argument that says that 
um, there's certain facilities that won't have, and so therefore it will discriminate against people. No, that's a really ridiculous way to look at it. But, they're not, but they're not available can at can every I, facility. Sherilyn, though? That's, that's precisely what I'm saying. That is the discrimination, the fact that it's not available at every facility. You know, we're talking about 17,000 rand. For a sonar scan, this is not this is not going to break the bank. Now, of course, the department will argue, like our doctor is arguing, um, because because obviously budgets are highly contested, and also budgets do not know non-mandatory legislation. They follow mandatory legislation. So, so if, if we do want to have those budgets in place that actually make this available, because this makes it safer, not just for women who actually have unplanned pregnancies, but for women who have planned and yeah. the pregnancies they want to carry to full term. Sherilyn, I have to come in to there. Have this in their areas. Sure. I have to come in there. Um, we deal with the world as it is, as not and not as how we would like it. The fact is, in many facilities. Uh, these, uh, you know, the ultrasound machines are just not available. And also, I'm saying to you, uh, you know, it's often a painful choice for many women to make. It's not quite like a knee operation. And some may choose to not want to see uh, the fetus. Uh, why should they be forced to make that choice? Because well, ultimately, well, exactly the criticism, the let me finish. Ultimately, the criticism is that really this is emotional blackmail that your ultimate goal is to take the choice away for women to terminate pregnancies. Yes, so we've heard. Now let me tell you this. There's a lot of research in terms of of women who want or don't want counselling and there's huge uh, facts around the fact that women do not want the counselling. But where they've actually let women be in on certain research and those women who didn't want the counselling got the counselling, the results didn't always change a woman's mind. But they were extremely grateful that they had the counseling once they had it. Now, one woman has told me that she had the most terrible experience because she did not want that counseling. She was adamant she was going to have this abortion and she didn't need to know anything about it. She was, it was a bit of a late term abortion. And as that baby came out, she was screaming hysterically at the doctor, save my baby, doctor, my baby. And he said, it's too late. I can't do nothing. Because, you know, basically you're burning that little baby that is completely viable with chemicals and you're pulling it out bit by bit. So th- at that stage, can you imagine the trauma then? Now, yes, it is going to be difficult, very difficult to make that decision with or without the scan. But having had that, being confronted with what is actually taking place inside you, leave that to happen at a later stage when it's way more traumatic. Right. The fact is that some women may be fortunate enough to fall pregnant again, which means that they will know. They will have, ha- they will have the phone scan. Right. They will, they will have, you know. So, so Sherilyn, I'm afraid we're going to have to leave it there. We have run out of time. But uh, Sherilyn Dudley, a member of parliament for the ACDP, making those proposals. What is your response? Give us a call, Odebo one eight eight three zero seven zero two.